0: some time ago i gave up identifying as a runner all through elementary and junior high and even some of uh, high school at first i was in the top two of my class in all things sprinting and running i was a runner i am still a runner at heart, but I gave up the identity because I am not a runner in practice. I am 46 years old and I'm not getting any younger. It takes and will continue to take a lot of work to stay fit and even able to run. I worry about my knees these days, let's just say. Lately, I've been overemphasizing the work aspect of my faith. And yes, I fully realize that that Comment was an oxymoron where I am lacking in faith. I've been trying to make up with hard work and dogged perseverance. As a result, all the joy is slowly diminishing out of my life. I've become anally retentive and borderline obsessive, forgive the Freudian language. I and I completely forgot that my mom sent me this nice prayerful text of psalm 143 verse 8 which reads let the morning bring me word of your unfailing love for i've put my trust in you show me the way i should go for to you i lift up my soul i believe my mom sent this scripture to me because it talks about direction uh, receiving direction from god i've been having a really hard time making any kind of decisions lately because my schedule's been open open enough to where prioritizing things has become a challenge and an issue forgetting about this text message I got made me realize I should probably pray and stop with the distractions lest I put God upon the shelf completely so to speak Peter did this in his own way in Acts chapter 10 it reads at Caesarea there was a man named Cornelius a centurion of what was known as the Italian cohort, a devout man who feared God with all his household, gave alms generously to the people and prayed continually to God. About the ninth hour of the day, he saw clearly in a vision an angel of God come in and say to him, Cornelius. And he stared at him in terror and said, what is it Lord? And he said to him, your prayers and your alms have ascended to the memorial before God. And now send me to Joppa and bring one Simon who is called Peter. He is lodging with one Simon, a tanner, whose house is by the sea. When the angel who spoke to him had departed, he called two of his servants and a devout soldier from among those who attended him. And having related everything to them, he sent them to Joppa. The next day, as they were on their journey and approaching the city, Peter went up to the housetop about the sixth hour to pray, and he became hungry and wanted something to eat. But while they were preparing it, he fell into a trance and saw the heavens open and something like a great sheet descending, being let down by its four corners upon the earth. In it were all kinds of animals and reptiles and birds of the air, and there came a voice to him, Rise, Peter, kill and eat. But Peter said, By no means, Lord, for I have never eaten anything that is common or unclean. And the voice came to him again a second time, What God has made clean, Do not call common. This happened three times, and the thing was taken up at once to heaven. Now, while Peter was inwardly perplexed as to what the vision that he had seen might mean, behold, the men who were sent by Cornelius, having made inquiry for Simon's house, stood at the gate and called out to ask whether Simon, who was called Peter, was lodging there. And while Peter was pondering the vision, the Spirit said to him, Behold, three men are looking for you. Rise and go down and accompany them without hesitation, for I have sent them. And Peter went down to the men and said, I am the one you are looking for. What is the reason for your coming? And they said, Cornelius, a centurion, an upright and God-fearing man who is well spoken of by the whole Jewish nation, was directed by a holy angel to send for you, to come to his house, and to hear what you have to say. So he invited them in to be his guests. The next day he rose and went away with them, and some of the brothers from Jabba accompanied him. And on the following day they entered Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called together his relatives and close friends. When Peter entered, Cornelius met him and fell down at his feet and worshipped him. But Peter lifted him, up, lifted him up, saying, Stand up, I too am a man. And as he talked with him, he went in and found many persons gathered. And he said to them, You yourselves know how unlawful it is for a Jew to associate with or visit anyone of another nation. But God has shown me that I should not call any person common or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without objection. I asked them why you sent for me. And Cornelius said, So Peter opened his mouth and said, Truly, I understand that God shows no partiality, but in every nation, anyone who fears him and does what is right is acceptable to him. As for the word that he sent to Israel, preaching good news of peace through Jesus Christ, he is Lord of all. You yourselves know what happened throughout all Judea, beginning from Galilee after the baptism that John proclaimed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. He went about doing good in healing all who were oppressed by the devil, for God was with him. And we are witnesses of all that he did, both in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They put him to death by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him on the third day and made him to appear, not to all the people, but to us who had been chosen by God as witnesses, who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. And he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. To him all the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. then they asked him to remain for some days the vision Peter saw unfolded three times and Peter told God essentially no no God I will not listen to you because I'm trying to follow you I'm trying to follow your rules do you see the paradox in that statement except not a paradox because Peter was not well founded in his response You see, God trumps God, and only God can do so. That is why Jesus always let his disciples break the Sabbath for food and ministry. And in this story with Peter, he brings the gospel to a household of influential people that he would have not otherwise have spoken with. What God has made clean, do not call common. That's why the food that Peter saw on the tapestry that came down in the vision Was filled with unclean animals that he would never have touched but God said go ahead and eat the Sabbath was made for man not man for the Sabbath I have been trying to follow a hard work ethic or an organized life or an obedient life uh, to find health to find purpose and prosperity when God has clearly said that it's not your works that please him. He desires mercy over sacrifice. And I'm trying to do this sacrificial thing when God has basically said, it's okay, have faith, believe in me, trust in me, and the rest will follow. So I knew it was time just to sit down and and, and pray and, and to just stop what I was doing Um, As well intended as it may be, just stop and pray. Not just pray, but write a prayer. And here is my prayer. I said, Dear Lord, it pains me to be away from you. Please do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Look away from my sin, Lord. I am filthy and unworthy help me to trust in you faithfully you are lord of heaven and earth i praise you in my weakness lift up my head lord that i might see your full glory and joy in jesus your glorious son's name amen as soon as i finished reading i turned to scripture again and i love what i discovered on my phone i was looking at my phone not reading in the bible um, and actually strike that word discovered because scripture was more jumping out at me, hitting me in the face. Um, I looked right away and the page uh, that was previously open on my Bible app hit me. The verse, the day hit me and what I've specifically been struggling with in my life all paired together for me to hear the following. And I just got to say, I love how God answers prayers when you seek him out. My Bible app was open to Hebrews chapter 12 to this passage here. Therefore, Alright, you're, you're thinking about running, you're talking about running, well, here's a race, this life is a race for you, and go ahead and make that decision to lay aside those things that I have specifically been thinking about, that are weight and sin that cling closely, um, not even up for debate, on that one um, and, and he said you want to know my joy he said well for the, it was for the joy that was set before me that I endured the cross and he showed me how I've been looking at things with this skewed lens I'm not thinking of what comes next after this earth I'm, I'm very worldly minded I'm not thinking ahead to, to the heavenlies um, in my eternal life um, and the joy that's to come which is why we have the the strength to endure these trying and very hard times. So when I backed out of Hebrews twelve, I immediately went to the home page on my Bible app, and the passage of the day was Romans twelve, and it fits can kind of perfectly right here. It says, "I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice." holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. And I have been searching and striving and and seeking this renewal but here, Paul, through the Holy Spirit, is telling us that the renewal is of our minds. So that just goes back with setting aside things that inhibit us from having a sober spirit and a sober mind, uh, that we have this uh, so we can have discernment and tests. And I've definitely been testing uh, what the will of God is, what's good, what's acceptable what's perfect and these sacrifices uh that i quote unquote sacrifices that i feel like i'm trying to make well when i said earlier that he desires mercy and not sacrifice god is asking for our but now our bodies to be a living sacrifice holy and acceptable to god which is our spiritual worship so when i finally settled after A lot of time off that I've had here on this Christmas break Um, When I finally settled down to pray God turned and answered my prayer real quick Um, and there's there's one more thing that sticks out to me in in Hebrews chapter 12 it says in verse 3 considered him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself so that you may not grow weary or faint hearted in your struggle against sin you have not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood and have you forgotten the exhortation that addresses you as sons my son do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord nor be weary when reproved by him for the Lord disciplines the one he loves and chastises every son and daughter whom he receives i have not yet anyways resisted to the point of shedding my blood but jesus did and jesus went before us which is coming out of this advent season the story of christmas um the fact that he came as a Fragile and vulnerable baby And live this life as a human That experienced hostility against himself Um, But we consider that We consider him He went before us And uh, I have a fear of being weary and, And faint hearted But he wants us to consider All the hostility he faced So that we know that our God That our creator, our maker, our friend, our faithful master has paved the way and we're merely following him. He will be there with us. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. And being there with us, he, he does truly understand to a point that we haven't even come to yet. And I hope that that gives you a sense of comfort, And I hope that gives you a a sense of strength and and renewal and a sense of joy. Um, So God be with you. Thanks for listening.